you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Confirm no say. And I'll never get played. I'll take your photo to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my bed to make them stay. Cause I hate when they leaves, but I manifest a little with my Baileys. I'm my ancestors, baby. So I give them everything that they gave me. Hey, babes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a bonus episode of A Little Juju Podcast, the womanist witchy insight pod that dives deep into witchy black pop culture, the black healing journey, and the ancestral spiritual systems that can help get us free. This is the hashtag, what is it y'all, black ass spirituality show, and I'm your host, Juju Bay. I'm a psychic, a hoodoo, an Orisha devotee, and most importantly, a bad bitch witch. So I know some of y'all are like, now, wait a minute, girly. You're supposed to be on hiatus. You told us you were tired. You told us you needed to take a break. And that is still true, beloveds. I did not tell a lie. I might tell you a joke, but I never tell you a lie. That is true. I technically still am on hiatus, but... I have some information that I wanted to share with you all. And so I was like, okay, let me get back on the pod, talk to my listeners, share a story, and also be transparent around why A Little Juju Podcast is on hiatus and sort of what's been going on with me. Y'all know I be having to get vulnerable and this one has been hard, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, But I wanted to, before we get into talking about a little juju podcast I was like well I know that people love when I tell stories y'all love when I tell folklore tales and just stories of our ancestors and stories throughout from the diaspora throughout the diaspora and I was like okay let me do that today in particular I wanted to share a story because it's still I don't know to me it's still spooky season I know we missed Halloween we missed the time to tell the ghost tales but it's still November. It's still early. Is the veil still thin? I think it's thin. <laughs> the veil is as thin as our edges. And so we are going to talk about a witchy story in honor of the veil being thin and in honor of all of the spookiness that is that is still that is still present, even though I know everyone's moving on maybe to Turkey and such in the next few weeks. So I want to share the story of Big Liz. And I feel like I've actually mentioned Big Liz before, but I don't know if I've done a whole story telling like I usually do of the this Maryland ghost story, which is one reason why I really love it. So sit back, relax. I mean, I don't know how much you're going to be relaxing because it's quite a violent. (laughs) It's not super violent, but it is violence within the story. Um, but it is a beautiful spooky season story. And so I hope you enjoy the tale of Big Liz. So 
The master of this particular plantation was a supporter of the Confederacy, was a supporter of the Confederate president and committed to send as much food as he could to the Confederate army. So this slave master was obviously team Confederation and did all within his power to support the army in making sure that they could continue to keep and have their slaves. So things were pretty much going well for the Confederate army. Like they were winning. He was sending them all the food that he had. He was supporting them. He was being a, a, a good Confederate man. Okay. So, but until the Yankees started to attack the master supplies, they started to figure out the routes that he was sending the support to the Confederate army. They was getting in the middle of that. They was stopping it. They were just messing up his whole plan to support the Confederacy. And so the slave master at this time, he's like, whoa, what is going on? How are they finding these supplies? How are they knowing what's going on that I'm supporting them? How are the Yankees, AKA the North, how are they able to, to stop me? What, what's going on? So uh, there must be a traitor amongst me. There must be a traitor, probably one of um, the slaves is telling them what's going on because they see it. I need to figure out who it was. And so eventually he realized that it was probably a slave woman named Big Liz. And he's like, you know, Big Big Liz is just like the name suggests. She was very tall. She was thick. They say she could pick up two full grown pigs, on, one under each arm, and walk them over to the slaughterhouse without any help. This is a big, strong, hefty girl. I imagine Big Liz just, just thick and yummy, okay? Don't fuck with her. You, you see her, you're like, I'm not going to fuck with Big Liz, okay? So he was going to confront Big Liz directly, but he was afraid. He was afraid. Even though he was her master, he still didn't want to mess with her. Even though he figured, like, you know what? I really feel like it's Big Liz that is snitching on me. So instead of confronting her directly, the master came up with a different plan so that he could figure out who the spy was, see if it was Big Liz to trick her, but it wouldn't be so direct that she could, you know, potentially snap him in half, okay? So he approached Big Liz and asked her to help him with a special task. And he told her that President Jefferson Davis had entrusted him with a large chest full of gold. And so to keep it away from the Yankees and those in the North, he wanted to bury the chest where it could never, ever, ever be found. And so Big Liz, because she was a spy, he wasn't wrong. So Big Liz's eyes got really big, like, ooh, okay, all right. I, I, I got some more snitching I can do. Okay, we're going to make sure this this does not work. So her eyes are gleaming. She's like, sure, Massa. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big, 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 big thing of jewelry. A uh, big thing of gold. Yep. We're going to bury it. You go secret safe with me. We, I got you. So the master knew he was like, I feel like she's planning to betray me. And she's going to talk about this. And re remember, this big chest of gold isn't real. He made it up. So he gets this big chest. There's nothing in it, but it's heavy. And he gets Big Liz to carry this trunk several miles out into a swampland. And once there, he asked her to dig a deep, deep hole to put the trunk in. And he sat resting, as slave owners do, not doing a damn thing. While she's working, she's 
digging a hole. She's going to put the stuff in the ground. The ground is muddy. It's a really difficult task. So she's fully exhausted, of course. And so she, she digs a really, really large hole, a really deep, deep hole. She puts the shovel down because she's tired and she just needed to, to rest for a second. But he was like, okay, before you rest, just go in the hole. I'm going to pass you the, the chest of gold. Go in there and we'll be done. And so she gets down in there. Remember, she's super tired. And the master tricks her. And he says, you're a traitor. I know you're the Yankee spy. The slave master is cursing. He's calling her every name in the book. He's telling her that he knew the whole time that she was the spy. And he looks her dead in her eyes when she's in the hole and says, there is only one path for a traitor like you. Ooh, I know the story is getting good, y'all. I know we want to know what happened after he said that to Big Liz. And we're going to get into that. But before we do, I told you all that I had some information to share about a little juju podcast and the state of the show and where you come in. So listen up to this. We have a message from our sponsors and the sponsor is me. (laughs) Hello, my beautiful listeners. So as you know, a little juju podcast is currently on hiatus, but What you may not know is that this hiatus is largely due to financial insecurity and a lack of funding for the show. A Little Juju Podcast has grown so much since 2018. I'm talking like 15,000 listens in a month on one episode and well over 1 million listens total. So with this rapidly growing community, reaching out about episode topics and connecting with folks, it required an elevation of the show. I'm talking guest recruitment, audio engineering, script planning and writing, content development, transcriptions. I mean, the list goes on and on, ad placements. And so I thought I, I sought a team, a black queer femme disabled on team at that to assist me in keeping up with this, this community, to keep up with the asks and to also maintain my peace as an independent spiritualist and host of a podcast. So in full transparency and attempts to maintain the show and to bring back weekly content, I've incurred well over $10,000 of debt and truly pushed beyond my financial limits to keep the show running. And so I've fallen short on payments and have been financially in a hole for almost a year and, and suffering in silence. And so I wanted to make you all aware of this. And for this reason, that's why I'm starting a $30,000 campaign to keep a little juju podcast afloat. So this $1 of your donation will go directly to paying off the ALJ pod debts from previous seasons, which is around 12,000. And the rest of the funding will be given in a lump sum to my hardworking team to secure future episodes in a future season. So of course you can donate more than $1, but the reason that I chose a dollar is intentional. Because I wanted to suggest something that you won't hopefully miss too much. It's less than a latte or, you know, a loaf of bread. But to show that it is really bigger than a few people maybe donating a lot of money. But how we can all be a part and pass the collection plate. And show what it really means to be and believe in communal support and care. So we've always been an independent show. It's always been a show that has been personally funded by me 
and through your support so I cannot do this without you I wanted to intentionally bring you all into what's been going on because I've felt you know embarrassed and really sad about it but still wanting to show you and give you all why you come back every week for a good show and for a little juju podcast so i'm encouraging you all to donate your one dollar or more to the gofundme the site is gofundme.com slash f slash a l j pod again gofundme.com backslash the letter f backslash a l j p o d pod that will of course be in the show notes i will have it linked on my social media as well But I just wanted to say thank you all so much for your continued, continued support. I'm so, so grateful to have such a strong listenership. And I pray that we can pull together and keep a little Juju podcast moving. Thank y'all so much. Okay, okay, let's get back to the story. So the horrible slave master takes his sword And he swings it at her and the sharp edge of the blade cuts clean through Big Liz's neck. Her head went rolling away into the tall grass and her body toppled across the chest. And the master heaped dirt over the chest and the body of the slave woman who had betrayed him. And briefly, he considered finding her head and burying it with the body. But it was too dark to go wandering about in the marshland so he just basically buried her body while her head was missing and he knew that some scavengers would find it so he didn't worry too much about burying the head anyway he got what he wanted he killed big liz and so as the master starts walking home through the swamp he became aware of this really prickling sensation in the back of his neck It was like somebody was on him or was really watching him intensely. So he walked faster because he is terrified, y'all. The light of the moon is beaming directly on him. He's hearing a lot of sounds around. The trees are squirreling and his teeth is chattering because it's getting cold out. And he's just holding the blade of his sword at his side and feeling all of these goosebumps all over his body. So immediately he just filled with terrible and so much dread about demons and witches and ghosts. He's looking around thinking he sees things at the corner of his eye. Feels like things are break, jumping out. And so he, he's afraid he breaks out into a run. He starts fleeing. He's running up the path trying to get back to his home because he's so afraid. And finally he saw the light to his house. He feels like he can breathe and he's more comfortable. But as he rounded the back corner of his house, he was confronted by a huge, a massive, maybe about the height of Big Liz figure that glowed with a sense of blue fire. And the smell of rotting leaves and marsh grass filled his nostrils. And he takes a good look at what this big creature is. And it stops right at the stump of a neck. It's a whole body covered in dirt and grass and marsh mud and it has no head so obviously your boy is scared okay and he once he just fills his his body fills with horror his eyes 
are glazed over, he hears a loud chuckle from this creature. And he looks down and he sees a phantom head tucked under her arm in the same place of where his blade is tucked under his arm. So he's walking backwards. He's stumbling backwards. You know how they do. Like, why don't you turn around and run? No, he's he's walking backwards like the white people be doing, child, ready to get caught. He's gabbling desperately in the fear of the ghost and looking at this head. The ghost and dark, muddy creature puts the head down on the ground with one hand and grabs the collar of his shirt with the other. And in this moment, he realized that that was Big Liz. He looked I was going to say into her eyes, but really at her, her neck stump and she snapped his head into two and dropped his body to the ground beneath his own bedroom window. Then Big Liz gathered her head and vanished into the darkness. So they say that on the anniversary of her death, the ghost of Big Liz can still be seen roaming the swamp lands near her home. And anyone foolish enough to walk near her grave will be driven away by Big Liz, the phantom, which to this day still defends the place where the Confederate chest is buried. I so love this story of Big Liz. And I know you are always like when I tell creepy stories. <laughs> y'all so creepy um, because it shows it's, it's a lot of themes in here that I think are really interesting to pull from like the ritual of the importance of what it means to bury someone properly which is very important throughout the African diaspora proper burial so that spirits can transition Big Liz was she died not only traumatically but she also was not even buried properly she wasn't even buried with her own head right so this is causing some of the additional stress and pain that she even feels in the afterlife and why she is so angry on top of that I think that it in a way shows what it looks like to what I say call one episode spirits always get their lick back even though there was so much trauma and pain around you know her being an enslaved woman she has been able to get her lick back as a spirit as a as a ghost really as a haint so even though she was treated horribly and had that kind of death just because someone dies doesn't mean that they're not able to ever get their revenge because she did and still is getting her revenge and still protects that place where she dug that hole for the gold so I hope you all enjoyed the story of Big Liz and also thank you all for listening to me be vulnerable and transparent around a little juju podcast it means so much to me that you all come back and listen and support me when I need a break and also support me financially and so I wanted to make you all privy to what's been happening and to bring you all in into this fundraising campaign that I'm doing for just one dollar so if you enjoyed this show and you enjoy this episode and you want to keep these folklore stories coming and wonderful interviews and information that we have about hashtag black ass spirituality, please consider donating to the A Little Juju podcast one dollar campaign 
at gofundme.com backslash the letter F backslash A-L-J pod. Thank you all so much for tuning into this mini fundraiser sold slash folk tale. I appreciate you all so, so much. And I'll see you next time. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Later.